Would you like to help a college or seminary student attend the Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference? You can purchase a conference scholarship for a contribution of $135 to Issues Etc. You can donate online at issuesetc.org scholarship, or you can make a $135 check payable to Issues Etc., write scholarship in the memo line, and send it to Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting. In the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is true. From the rising of the sun to its setting. In the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Exodus, chapter 19. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. On the morning of the third day, There were thunders and lightnings, and a thick cloud on the mountain, and a very loud trumpet blast, so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke, because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house, and the place where your glory dwells. 
You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. The Small Catechism, page 325. How can water do such great things? What does such baptizing with water indicate?
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him in the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which shall have no end. In these catechetical sermons, we have considered various rites long associated with the liturgy of holy baptism. These rites seek to do more than merely teach the mind. They seek to portray the reality of baptism before our very eyes. Rather than merely understand baptism, these rites call us to experience it bodily. And so the rite of naming identifies the baptized with the Holy Trinity. And the sign of the Holy Cross fortifies the baptized for his battle with the devil. And today we now consider the final rite of baptism, the kindling of a new flame. This rite calls the baptized to a new destiny in the glory of the Father. In the fourth part of holy baptism, the small catechism ponders its final question. What does such baptizing with water indicate? This question concerns the three-dimensional form of baptism. Why do we do this act of immersing and raising in this way? What is such a form meant to portray? This final question indicates that for Luther, the form of baptism is indeed to be a theological image. The immersion into water, the emerging out of water is the drowning of the old Adam with all sins and evil desires and the daily emergence of a new man to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. In support of his answer, Luther cites Romans chapter 6. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Perhaps the key phrase here is the glory of the Father. This glory of the Father at work in the resurrection of Christ is the same glory at work in baptism. This is the very glory the only begotten Son has shared with the Father from all eternity. This is the glory that generates a new man that inspires new desires, that calls forth a new life of righteousness and purity forever. Indeed, throughout the Holy Scriptures, as in our text for today, the glory of God often takes the form of fire. Our God is a consuming fire, says the author of Hebrews. Or as the psalmist puts it, our God comes. He does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire. Around him a mighty tempest. And so in baptism, dear friends, we do not merely receive light. We receive a burning light. That is the kindling of a new flame. In our day, light has been tamed. Light is safe, convenient, Controlled. 
We can now illumine our darkness with a flip of the switch without concern for the danger involved in using such energy. No, what is given to us in baptism is not mere light, but fire. And fire, as California and Australia might remind us, is always dangerous, unstable, erratic, unpredictable, explosive. Fire is the image of desire. Fire is an energy that is nothing but a continuous and perpetual consuming. Fire eats but is never filled. It consumes but is never satisfied. It devours but is never content. And so throughout the Old Testament, Israel experiences God as an ever-consuming fire. Indeed, from the very beginning, the children of Abraham have been defined by this liturgy of divine fire. Following his miraculous birth, the seed of Abraham, Isaac himself, is destined for the fire. Take your son, your only son, your beloved son Isaac, and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. From the moment the angel of the Lord interrupts the liturgy of sacrifice and Isaac is loosed from the altar, the children of Abraham have ever lived as spectators of the liturgy of divine fire. Israel's whole life is defined by this liturgy of sacrifice. Indeed, dear friends, what is the glory of the temple if it is not a fire fueled by victim after victim after victim? Daily this fire consumes Israel's offerings and Israel ever lives as keepers of this divine flame. She ever dwells before this holy fire, watching it and fueling it, waiting upon it. God is a consuming fire. And if this liturgy is ever to come to an end, if this fire is ever to be satisfied, if the children of Abraham are to indeed fulfill their destiny, then someone will have to take his place in the fire. And yet no one of Abraham's children was able to bear the fullness of this divine fire. Isaac begins the procession toward it. Moses observes it, even comes to stand before it. Isaiah receives a kiss from it. Elijah calls upon it, even ascends with it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego even enter it and endure it for a moment. And yet none were able to bear God's glory fully. None were able to live in it without being consumed by it. None were able to take up their permanent dwelling within it. Receive this burning light. This rite proclaims that to be baptized is indeed to be destined for the fire. To find one's true dwelling place within the glory of God. There is nothing astonishing here. For the prophets have foreseen it and testify concerning it. Indeed, Moses saw in the midst of that fire a tree that could not be consumed. Ezekiel saw the throne of divine glory surrounded by fire. And on the throne he saw one in the likeness of a man. The three youths. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego entered the fire and found it to be the dwelling place of a fourth companion, one like the Son of God. 
Dear friends, we can take our place within this fire of divine glory because we have been clothed, clothed with the immortal body of our Lord Jesus Christ. His flesh is indeed the sacrifice that cannot be consumed. The liturgy begun in Isaac now finally reaches its fulfillment. Jesus will not call for an angel or even a legion of angels to interrupt his procession to the cross. The only begotten and truly beloved Son of God will not ask his Father to provide a lamb to replace him for the sacrifice. For how then would the scriptures be fulfilled? No, Jesus will finish his course. He will take his place in the fire of the Father's glory. Jesus' own flesh, pinned to the tree of the cross, is the strange sight that inspired Moses' wonder upon the mountain. Jesus' humanity is the chariot that sheltered Elijah and carried him to heaven. Jesus' body is the form that Ezekiel saw on the throne of divine glory and the one that made the fire cool for the three used in the furnace. And so receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ. Be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which shall have no end. Baptism clothes us with the body of Christ, makes us heirs of his glory. We are children of God, St. Paul says provided we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. We too are destined for the fire, not the fire of judgment or the fire of punishment or the fire of consumption or destruction, but the fire that now regenerates, that brings forth a new man to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. And so as the baptized let us, as St. Paul exhorts us, present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. To Christ be all the glory forever and ever.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, keep your family, the church, continually in the true faith, that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every
bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.